are to set up the scanner, modulate for incoming mystery weapons. No. R2, tune the scanners for life forms. Highest sensitivity. Why would we scan for life forms to spot an enemy weapon probably just filled with battle droids? The Obrigado system. Huh. So it's okay when you don't follow what the Council says. Doing what the Jedi Council says? That's one thing. How we go about doing it? That's another. That's what I'm trying to teach you, my young Padawan. So you always meant to come out here for survivors? Lives are in danger, Ahsoka. We can't just turn our backs on them. That's what I said back in the briefing room. I know, but the way you said it was wrong. Hurry up. Switch on the Illuminator. We haven't got much time before the fleet misses us. Bucketheads, Mevar Tigar. Welcome to the 27th Order Divine episode of Mandovision, Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all the other Mandos in your covert. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and any other platform that people could want and desire. And if there's one out there that we are not on, let me know, and I will make sure that we get on there now. <laughs> so threatening. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you're sending out those sweet five-star reviews. They they uh, they are the the Jedi holocron that we need to to spread the word about this great great podcast that we're doing over here. So five-star reviews are much appreciated. Thank you so much in advance. Remember, we are part of the 3BZ Network of Podcasts. You can have, head over to 3BZ.com. You'll find a link to all the podcasts of the 3BZ Network, such as Beer Night in San Diego, the TomCast podcast hosted by yours truly, and this fine Star Wars podcast known as MandoVision. We also have a store envy page if anyone's looking for sweet, sweet merch. All right. Let's get into this episode. We're here, Season 1, Episode 2, Rising Malevolence, directed by Dave Filoni and written by Stephen Melching. Let's strap on our buckets and get into this. Let's hear another sound clip to lead the way. The scanners are practically useless. Got anything on the emergency channel, R2? Now, Ahsoka... We might find something you don't want to find. I know, Master, but I have to believe. How do you know Master Plo anyway? He's one of my oldest friends. It was Master Plo Koon who found me and brought me to the temple where I belonged. Now he's lost, so I thought maybe I could find him. Incoming transmission, Master. I think someone noticed we're gone. Anakin, where are you? Oh, hello, Master. Uh, we made a quick stop in the Abrogado system. A rescue mission, I suppose. You had other orders. It was my idea, Master Obi-Wan. Oh, I'm sure. Well, have you found any survivors? No, you were right. The Separatists don't want any witnesses. All the more reason for you to rejoin the defensive escorts. We need you, Anakin. You're going to miss the rendezvous with the fleet if you don't hurry. I know, Master. We're on our way. I'm sorry, Ahsoka. 
What is it, R2? Artui thinks he's got something on the emergency channel. Can he trace it? Let's get going. Hey, all right, we're letting the clips run a little long here on Man Division nowadays, but that's okay. We got plenty of plenty of stuff to kind of get into with this episode. So remember, season one, episode two, Rising Malevolence. Once again, directed by Dave Filoni, written by Stephen Melching. Uh, this episode uh, has got a pretty nice voice cast to it, so let's go ahead and check that off. Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi slash Plo Koon, Dee Bradley Baker as the clones, <laughs> Tom Kane as Yoda, Admiral Merlar Admiral Yularen, and he's also the narrator for the episodes, Corey Burton is back as Dooku, uh, Terrence T.C. Carson steps in as Mace Windu, Ian Abercrombie as Chancellor, uh, Chancellor Palpatine, Tim Brock as the medical droid, and Matthew Wood as General Grievous slash the battle droids. So, let's let's talk a little something here. Real quick, before we dive into this episode, I don't care for General Grievous. At all. I have serious bones to pick with this character. Uh, I am currently going through some material to see what is considered still canon about General Grievous and what is now... Uh, uh, part of the Legends mythology about General Grievous. So uh, we're going to have a discussion about General Grievous upcoming, but I'm, I'm trying to get my facts straight. I don't, I don't want to spit too much uh, information at you, at you all that uh, is erroneous. So we'll talk about Grievous in, in the near future, uh, but he is one of my least favorite Star Wars characters. I have uh, uh, so many qualms, so many qualms, qualms upon qualms upon qualms. With, with with General Grievous, but not, no, that's not to say that Matt Lan Matt Wood doesn't do a, a wonderful job, a wonderful voice performance for General Grievous. But we will get into my particular uh, bones to pick with him a little bit later. All right, so this episode, let's let's kind of break down. Let's let's, let's talk about the plot here. Uh, General Grievous uses his latest weapon, the Malevolence, to destroy Plo Koon's fleet, and stuck in an escape pod with three clone troopers. Kuhn fends off more battle droids while Anakin and Ahsoka mount a rescue mission. Sounds pretty straightforward, and it, it is. We are we are doing a great job of, of sort of simplifying this show and sort of streamlining it from, uh, from the Clone Wars movie, which, again, I thought had a rather overly complicated plot. I mean, it wasn't hard to follow. It just was like, this doesn't need to be this. Uh, and, and so these early episodes are doing a great job of, of sort of streamlining everything. And uh, interestingly enough, this episode debuted the same day as as uh, episode one, Ambush. They did one of those, those hour-long blocks. So this episode debuted uh, on October 3rd, 2008. I asked the question again, where were you October 3rd, 2008? I don't remember. Who knows? I can't even remember what state I was living in. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to ask my wife. She's much better with those timelines than I am. <laughs> uh, our Jedi fortune cookie for this episode... Belief is not a matter of choice, but of conviction. That's pretty interesting stuff right there. That's a good one. Uh, all right, so let's talk about, about the Malevolence. The Malevolence is a ship of the Separatists. Their new secret weapon ship. Uh, it, it's 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 um. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure the word I want to use. But I, the, what makes the Malevolence is a such a malevolent threat to the Republic is that it's it features a giant ion cannon that uh if you're hit by the giant the, the huge radius that this thing has uh your ship is completely incapacitated it powers down and then you were easy pickings for this the droids to uh then destroy 
So there's some there's some, some kind of darkness in this episode, other than the fact that General Grievous sucks. I mean, let's think about that. It's kind of it's kind of effed up what they do what the, what they do here. The, the, Grievous and the droids completely incapacitate Republic forces, Republic crews, Republic ships, and then they just kill everyone on board. The the droids are merciless. I, I you know I, I don't know if it was something that, that clicked with me the first couple times I watched this episode, uh, but rewatching it this past week, I was like, man, these droids are some real uh, jerks. They are not cool at all. They have no interest in prisoners. In, 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 in ransoming back hostages or or any of that stuff. They're just like kill everyone. And uh for 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 a, a show that uh you know kind of skewed towards a younger audience is like that's kinda dark. That is kinda dark. And we'll see more of that darkness uh as this malevolence arc sort of plays out. This is the next malevolence is the next three episodes for anyone who uh, is unfamiliar with, with sort of the way this show goes. And again you can watch all these via Disney Plus. They are all on there. Uh, that is the way in which I am watching the episodes, and and uh, it's been very very nice. I I have not decided to break out my blue my Blu-ray collection for this. I'll just watch them on Disney Plus. It's uh it's way easier, way easier, way easier, way way easier. Uh, some other notes from this episode. Uh, what else I got for us? It's it's this is a, this is one of those episodes. This is the first series episode with Ahsoka in it. You know, we sort of talked about how there's growing pains with the Ahsoka character as as uh, she sort of chafes against the, not only the fan base at the time, but against the other characters. And this is one of those instances where her, her sort of youthful brashness, her youthful impetuousness sort of gets her in a little bit of trouble with Anakin and with, with the Jedi Council in particular uh, as, as she sort of is, is you know, making demands and, and, and uh, trying to assert herself and assert what she wants to do. Uh, or what she believes should be done onto the council with, with little regard for, for strategy in the overall uh, well, war effort. Now, is she wrong? No, no, she's not. And that's that's one of the problems that I think a lot of fans had with Ahsoka in some of these early episodes is like she would often prove to be right despite not having the tact with the other characters, you know, kind of pushing up and, and pushing off of Anakin to kind of get her way and assert her rightness over things. And we'll, we see that a little bit more in later episodes. Uh, though in in the next, I think it's in the next episode, it's sort of juxtaposed against Anakin's wrongness. So it, it's a little a little bit of a dicey spot to be in as far as that goes. Um, some interesting stuff from this episode as far as, as, as uh, things I observed. When, uh, when, when the clones are attempting to restart the, uh, the, the escape pod, the power grid. Uh, that, that is dialogue from Return of the Jedi. Or, I'm sorry, excuse me. That is dialogue from The Empire Strikes Back when Han and Chewie are trying to fix the Falcon, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Master Plo and, and the clone troopers, they hear a distressed call from another escape pod. Escape pod 1977, 1977, the year that Star Wars A New Hope was released. And let's see what else we got in here. Uh, Commander Wolf, one of the clone troopers, and the, 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 one of the, the troopers in his command... I don't know if you noticed, they all have uh, these kind of uh, wolf muzzles kind of painted onto their helmets. I always really enjoy the sort of customization that each of the clones does to their armor. And not only as, as sort of a way to identify them for fans, but uh, as sort of a way to assert their personality, to sort of uh, differentiate themselves from their brothers. And, and I, you know, that's one of those, these things, like, you know, Commander Wolf and, and all the troops under Wolf, Wolf's. I, I, one of those things I dig. Just one of those things. Uh, you would have to be blind not to notice that when the Malevens fires its ion cannon, 
and you see the the the, the energy beams directing towards that towards that point. Uh, that's a shot right out of the Death Star firing in A New Hope. I think you'll know is notice that. Yeah, I mean even the battle droids kind of turn away from the light the light beam as as those uh, Imperial officers or Imperial uh, technicians did in Star Wars: A New Hope. So so some interesting stuff there. Uh, there is some talk that Dave Filoni had a lot of input on the design of the malevolence, malevolence because it wasn't malevolent enough looking. So he decided to put put that giant gaping maw on the on the beginning of the ship. And uh, yeah, some interesting stuff here. Oh, you know what? Let's go back. Let me let's let's go back to the point I was trying to make earlier about sort of how dark uh, the battle droids are. Let, let's not forget that you know, as Plo and the three clones. Now it's interesting again that we are a, a Jedi master. With three clones, uh, this is sort of like ambush in a, in a lot of senses. And that they, they like that number three. They love that number three. They embrace the number three in this episode, uh, or, or in the series at least thus far. Um, but we witnessed the battle droids. They're you know battle droids don't need atmosphere, don't need oxygen, so they're just going out and they're going around looking for the escape pods, and they deploy from this this uh, transport that they're on this this vice grip looking thing. And then they, they they just cut the the cut the the transparent steel, the 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 canopies basically of of the escape pods and vent clones into space. Again, these battle droids are dark. This is kind of a dark show. I mean, and we watch clone troopers get vented into space, get just blown out into the vacuum, the cold dark vacuum of space. Crazy wild. I was like, I I didn't. Again, I, I, if that was something I recollected watching the show the first time around, it's something I completely forgot about, and I was blown away when I saw it this time. I was like, whoa! I don't remember the battle droids being so merciless. Uh, you know, my, my recollection of the, of the droid army on this show in particular was like, you had like the, the level one battle droids, the ones we saw mostly in, in, um, in The Phantom Menace, the ones that are deployed on Naboo. And they're, they're sort of used in this early season, I th I, my recollection was that they were sort of used as, like, comic relief. And they definitely were in the Clone Wars movie. And they still are silly and goofy. You see a little bit of that in, in episode one in Ambush. But in this episode, I mean, they're kind of, like, again, viciousness. <laughs> that is just, oh, no mercy for the, for the, for the, for the, for the meat sacks, right? Uh, if you are a sack of meat, you get no mercy. You get vented into space. Pretty, pretty harsh by those battle droids. Uh, there's a couple of, of weird things in this episode. Uh, 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 I, I guess we can call them gaffes. I, I noticed uh, at one point, just when... Hmm, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think the exact moment it was. Uh, on the escape pod, Plo Koon... They, they, they monitor a communication, and, and Plo states that the signal is weak. They must be close by. So that seems counterintuitive, right? Because it would be a strong signal would be indicating that they're close by. So a little, a little uh, gaff there. And then another moment uh, is when the battle droids on that transport are coming to, to vent them into space. And so Plode makes the decision that he's going to go outside and fight those battle droids. And he says this line, which I thought was... It was one of those things, like, I, the first time I heard it, I was like, what? And I had to back it up. He goes, he says, he says uh, in response to being asked where he's going, he says, outside to destroy the enemy. I can withstand the pressure for a brief time. That would be great if they were like in a in a in a in a crevasse down below the ocean, you know, in the, in the Marianas Trench or something like that. Uh, but there is no pressure 
at least to the best of my knowledge, in space. Uh, it's just emptiness, void, vacuum, that whole thing. Uh, so that seems to be a bit of a, 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 a false statement from Jedi Master Plo Koon, that, uh, that he's going to get crushed in the vacuum of space. What are you going to do? Hey, they had some bugs to work out in, the, in these in these early episodes. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you all think of, of Jedi Master Plo Koon? This is one of our first uh, really big forays to get to know him a little bit better. Uh, if you remember the PlayStation 2 game, Jedi Starfighter, you get to spend a little bit of time with Master Kuhn. And uh, he's an interesting guy. And then... Uh, I don't know what else to say about him, because because we're, we get to spend more time with, with Plo down the road. Um so we will spend more time with him. I thought it was important to include his sort of history with Ahsoka because it's one of the moments in in the show that I really liked in these early episodes where, you know, as a fan, I was initially brushing up against Ahsoka. I was I was not enamored with the character initially. Like, like for every, you know, th there was potential there, but like so many things would brush up against me and, and push me back away from her that I, I didn't want. And, and that was one of those things that... Um, that I thought helped kind of connect her to something. Because uh, when I was a young person, you know, the, the prequels came out when I was in my early 20s, late teens, early 20s. And I loved seeing New Jedi. I thought it was so exciting and so fun because it was such the opposite of what we had had in the original trilogy where it was just Luke trying to rediscover the ways of the Force. And you hear the stories about the Jedi and, and how for a thousand generations they were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic. Uh, so seeing all these, being introduced to all these new species was so much fun and so interesting and so exciting. And, and uh, Plo Koon has one of those just wonderful visual appearances that's so, so nice to see, so, so different and, and interesting. And, and, you know, there was some talk that uh, uh, initially uh, Dave Filoni wanted to have Plo Koon speak in his, uh, his native Keldorian. Uh, but because this is a rather uh, intense language episode, they decided not to do that because it was going to be a lot of, uh, you know, ADR work and stuff like that. So the only bit of, 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 of his Keldarian that makes it into the episode is his greeting, the uh, the Kotoya that he says to Ahsoka. And I think he says it to R2-D2 later on in the episode as well. Uh, so Plo Koon is an interesting Jedi. You know, we see his demise in Attack of the Clones, so we know he's not one of the Jedi who made it out of the out of the Purge, out of Order 66. Uh, I, actually, I believe he, he's in a starfighter that uh, is destroyed by clones. So, yeah, his 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 uh, spacefaring abilities as a pilot uh, are, are to be well-known. And again, if you if you still have your PlayStation 2 and you, and you have a chance to find Jedi Starfighter on eBay or whatever, pretty fun game. Pretty fun game. We get to see a little bit of Plo's piloting skills in the next episode, um, but we're not there yet. We are not there yet. So, so th that's kind of like the basics of this episode. Plo is looking for the secret weapon. Turns out to be the ship, the Malevolence, with the Ion Cannon. His fleet is destroyed the, by the battle droids. They are hiding out in the escape pods. Anakin is in a different system, but they are nearby. They hear the distress call. Anakin has orders to, to stay with his fleet. They're going to rendezvous. They got this, this big outer rim battle coming up. But Anakin and Ahsoka decide they're going to go on a rescue mission because lives are at stake, like Anakin says. We played the clip. And then, uh, you know, again, it's, it's I, I did like the back and forth. I don't like Ahsoka's accusatory tone towards Anakin. Didn't care for that. 
But I like the way that Anakin sort of shares with her, like, how you interpret the, the, the orders of the Jedi Council, you know, and how you you do what they say, but you do it maybe not the way that they want you to do it. So it's interesting. I, I, you know, Anakin plays fast and loose with the rules. We know that about the character. He's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to obey the council, but he's trying to save lives at the same time. I think that's noble. I think that's respectable. And and he points out that uh, he points that out to, to Ahsoka that you just just you don't just go into the Jedi Council and demand things and and make statements of of what you're gonna do. You kind of have to measure and and act maybe outside the bounds of the of the strict adherence to of those orders. But you're gonna you're, you're Anakin Skywalker. You're gonna kind of do things. Obi Wan seems to accept this about his 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 former Padawan. Uh, and he he sort of uh, chastises him to his to a certain extent about it as well. So that, again, we know this about Anakin, but Anakin's in himself into, into trouble pretty soon too. I don't again, I don't want to go too far down the road, but in the next episode, we start seeing the headstrongness of Anakin Skywalker and how it's going to get him into a little bit of trouble down the road. But Ahsoka and Anakin are able to mount the rescue. They are able to get Plo and the clones, and they are able through the crafty flying of Anakin Skywalker and and some assistance from R2-D2 and everyone else. Though the the, 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 the medical droid almost blows the whole thing because they forgot to turn him off. That's, that's you know what, I, before I wrap it up, I should say that's a really, I thought that was a really neat scene when they have to power down the ship to avoid the sensors as a malevolence is sweeping for survivors. I thought that was really good because then they had to remember to shut down R2, but they totally forgot about the medical droid who was attending to the droids in the back, or attending to the clones in the back of the ship. And that sort of gives him away, and it leads out to a uh, a uh, pulse pounding <laughs> escape by from the Jedi as they have to make their way through the debris field before the ion cannons can fire and render them render them uh, uh, inert and can be easily easy pickings for the for the droid army. Uh, we see that that General Grievous fails in attempting to keep the Malevolence a secret longer, and Count Dooku is not pleased. And uh, we see we see Grievous's sort of... Um, again, we're, we're going to talk more in detail about Grievous down the road, but his sort of... He, he, he sort of disdains his droid soldiers, too. He's very easy, very ready to destroy his own troopers to accomplish his goals. And when he's angry, he just knocks the head off battle droids. I mean, <laughs> just... Even though Dooku has admonished him about how expensive those droids are. Again. Thanks for down the road. But it's a. Uh, I I thought this was, episode was stronger than I remembered it being. Uh, I it, but also darker than I remembered it being too. I, I was a little surprised that I was watching clones get vented into space by battle droids. That was uh, unexpected. But hey, a, a solid enough episode. I give this seven lightsabers. Too generous? I don't know. Let me know what you think. You know where to find this podcast. We are we are on the social medias. We are at Mando underscore vision on twitter and instagram and i think that's going to wrap it up for season one episode two of rising malevolence again we had our jedi fortune cookie belief is not a matter of choice but of conviction not the most eh, it, 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 was, it was fine you know Plo's belief that people are going to come and get him and ahsoka and anakin's belief in doing the right thing uh, yeah it, it works it works i'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock it don't worry about that what else do I got for y'all? Okay, listen. So, side note. Away from this episode now. Again, seven lightsabers out of ten. Not too bad. I thought Rising Malevolence uh, was stronger than I remembered it being. So, so pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Uh, there has been a little bit of news 
about Star Wars and its its future uh, in video games. You know, Lucas game Lucas Lucas Film Games is back, and they are going to start uh, doing their own video games again. They still have two years left with their exclusive deal uh, with EA, but that's okay. But they're already planning. They've already announced an Indiana Jones game coming. And, the, you know, it's only going to be a matter of time before they start announcing new Star Wars video games as well. And it's already been hinted at that there will be a, a massive open-world Star Wars game coming soon because uh, they're teaming up with Ubisoft, the creators of Assassin's Creed, which is one of my favorite video game series. Uh, now, that's all I'm going to say about that necessarily because we're going to have a... Uh, there's going to be a big discussion about this news on the TomCast podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to direct you over to the, the TomCast podcast uh, for a more in-depth conversation that I'm going to have with my video game uh, expert, Roger Smith. Uh, so if you haven't checked out the TomCast podcast, now is probably the time to give it an, a listen. By the time you hear this episode, that episode will be available as well. It'll be the most recent episode of the TomCast podcast. And uh, it's on in the sa- all the same venues that you're finding MandoVision in. But uh, exciting news for video game players and for, for, for gamers everywhere as, as Lucasfilm's Games is back and we'll start to control their own destiny, and we're going to get a big open world kind of game. I don't know. I'm not sure if they're thinking, uh, you know, along the lines of like of like Destiny or any of those games where you just log in and you're part of like this this giant community already, or if we're just talking about like a, like a big open world experience, like the way like Elder Scrolls, uh, like the Assassin's Creed games have become. I don't know, but it's 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 very exciting stuff, and I can't wait to talk to to uh, my friend Roger about it. Again, Roger is is a uh, video game enthusiast of the highest level, so head over to the TomCast podcast and check that out if you have the time or the inclination. And don't worry, we we will we'll, as as announcements come out from Lucasfilm's games, they will be covered by by Mandovision too. Um, I just wanted to direct you to the, to the conversation. I can sit here and pontificate about my love of Star Wars video games, but you may want to hear a discussion about it. So it's going to be a good time. Check that out if you get if you get the time. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, Ahsoka knows, Anakin knows, Plo Koon knows. This is the way. See you next week. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.